Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the Deeper Current podcast. I am your host, Hannah Ruth Dyson, founder of Soul Seed Gathering and founder of Women Change World. Once again, so happy to be sitting here with you and thanks again for some beautiful messages received this past week. I'm so honored to be a companion to some of you in your your lives and your creations and the work you're doing. So thank you. I truly mean it when every message I receive just adds fuel back into showing up because, yeah, week by week sometimes it can feel a little bit like speaking into the ether, into space and, uh, you know, not being in a conversation but just on my side um, expressing and uh, even some like family members and friends will say oh yeah it feels like I've been hanging out with you but um, in that sense I don't I don't get the reciprocal (laughs) experience Um, but still I'm so happy and This is take two. I recorded a whole episode on Friday and just as I was coming to the last few moments of the episode, uh, the laptop and the recording crashed and so all of it was lost. I was so exhausted at that point. I felt like I gave everything into that episode. Uh, The day before on Thursday, I recorded a powerful interview for the Salsi Gathering podcast that's going to be coming out soon um, called There Is More To Our Story. And yeah, I was excited to just be in a solo episode and to to speak and and share. And I kind of focused on a theme, Um, but I'm trusting now maybe this wasn't the right timing for that theme. And I'm going to allow this episode, this recording to be um, some free flow. I'm just going to speak into this mic and see what comes and see what journey we go on. I know there's always so much to process. This is also why I used to love uh, circles every week because alongside the research I've been doing and into the deep feminine, into the deep past of women and exploring earth-based cultures around the world and just you know you know you've heard me in the last previous weeks just the amount of beauty but then the amount of uh discomfort and pain and uh just anger and rage at what's going on in the world and what has taken place also it's just this non-stop processing and then also you know, working to just be as conscious and awake and evolving and growing in my own personal life. The circles was such a um, magic solve to kind of process. You know, you drop in and it would be a practice for myself to just drop into the space and not plan what I was going to say, allow myself to speak from the heart and then always amazed at what would come through and then it would be this like incredible therapeutic healing space where you could be vulnerable and honest and um also share you know the uncomfortable things and you get to process that out loud and what is beautiful about circles is that you have this um you know space where people are listening and holding space for you without you know needing to give advice or interrupt or um, I don't know you know give their vision of 
a similar story. It can be um, this really beautiful practice of just holding space and then dropping into your own heart when it comes to your turn, just to speak from that place. She could be coming from a wildly different um, space and moment in time. So, yeah, it was an amazing journey to be on and I'm so grateful I did it like for five years every single week and then I had a baby and that kind of changed things and I also felt I needed to kind of shift I'd become very comfortable in that space and I knew um for sure Salty Gathering was asking me to kind of step up and um bring that more into the world all the stuff that kind of was working on behind the scenes I knew it was time to kind of start like sharing it owning it putting it out um and so that's yeah really been the more um I guess internal and um just getting to work the sort of journey I've been on the last few years um and yeah this podcast has been amazing so far just being able to show up it's a space I get to drop into and just also process um, much like I did in circles and um, yeah explore ideas with you explore the work that I'm doing Um, it's really a beautiful thing to be able to share as I go uh, behind the scenes and kind of the process and the journey as it unfolds and then also yeah, this podcast just felt like uh, such a great way to stay connected with people who'd done my courses and um, been involved in my work so far, just to help stay in that um, philosophy, way of thinking, way of working. Um, and of course, if you've been listening to the podcast, you've heard me speaking about that, you know, what it means to live, work and create in a flow and move through different seasons and cycles and to keep moving and shifting it's like definitely seasons that we feel more comfortable in and then um, those that kind of pull us out of our comfort zone and get us to kind of grow and I know firsthand at the sense of fulfillment um, joy bliss like sense of completion that you get when you really move through those different seasons um so yeah if you are interested i really recommend um we have a short course on the women change world website called mapping that helps kind of understand the the energy the sort of philosophy the um it can feel a little bit abstract but it's it's to put into practice it's not like another course where it kind of just tells you how to be you know these are the 10 steps to success it's a way of beginning to translate and understand your life's journey and be like able to start working with it you know and not feel disheartened on the journey on the path like know what is normal you know the ups and downs the shifts of energy um i i get this like strong visual of like just shifting gears in a car and like Uh, okay now into the next level and it's um you know you keep moving around this cycle and and once you start to tune into that energy and um understanding you begin to you know i think experience it and feel it and tune into it and then uh like start witnessing it in your life and like ah this is asking me now to step into this next journey and i supported a friend this past week who 
going through a major transition really and um yeah just you know from the east which is the idea phase you know springtime new life new beginnings lots of ideas visions um all the sort of things that could be possible then um just very simply quickly moving into the next season the south the summer is like trial and error action experiment like go for it and this is typically i think a season that's become very well known in society it's like the a type like get stuff done i'm busy all the time i just go for it and it can be a fun place as well as an entrepreneur as a creator to have like an idea and then just go for it um, but eventually at some point along the journey of life you've maybe been doing that for a while and I was definitely in that like phase for many many years um, with this work in particular Saucy Gathering and um, Women Change World also it's just like in this experimentation of um, events courses like what works and it's like fun because you start to um, maybe lose your, you know, your sense of like um, inhibitions. You don't need to worry about everything. You know, just you know, go for it. Like, <laughs> make mistakes. It's all part of the journey, and there can be, um, you know, some things work and some things don't. You just keep going. Um, but at some point along the journey, when you've really been experimenting with an idea that has really come through you as like truly yours, like a, a true creation, a vision, something that you feel like didn't even quite, um, you know, create in my mind. It just came through me. And then you start testing and trialing and you're in that experimentation phase. And then at some point you get called to um, shift into the next season. And this is the state of power of owning of having a voice of having boundaries of creating the structure and form now to maybe build a team it's like you know and you'll always be learning always going through these cycles but you kind of get to a state of like no I kind of have figured it out now what this thing is I know it is worthy it should be out into the world and now it's important that I protect it I honor it I stand up for it. I become a voice, a face. I, you know, become known for this thing. And it's a stage of maturity, responsibility. It doesn't always feel as sexy, you know, like as free as just like being creative, ideas, go for it, da 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 da. You're like, no, if I'm known for one thing in my lifetime, <laughs> this is it, right? Um, and of course, it will still evolve and change. And uh, But I, uh, working with a friend, and I've worked with clients in the past who've also, and I, I've seen it within myself, um, this resistance to that as well, of like really grounding into something, um, anchoring into this like one main thing, because um, you feel like you there's like paranoid that you'll get stuck or um you know the heaviness of responsibility or the feeling like oh I it's like I can't be I can't explore all these other interests I have I have all these things I'm into um it's asking you to really like 
um, let maybe a lot of stuff go to really focus on this one thing. And we have to catch ourselves also how we play all these mind tricks, how we avoid shifting into that space because um, we are also scared. What if we go all in on something and it still fails? Easier to do many different things and never really, you know, carrying out this one big thing. And um, again, it doesn't mean we are locked down or that we actually are, um, you know, forced into this one thing forever. It's just like really um, bringing something into the world um, fully. And it's a huge vulnerability, I think, as a creator, um, taking up space, uh, bringing an idea that hasn't existed before and you, you're now like like making it real. It's like a really surreal experience because it's like, wow, without me, this wasn't existing. This didn't, like, this wasn't here before. Um, and yeah, it's like, a, it's like an interesting thing to process but yeah it requires us to maybe slow down long enough to really build the structure and the form and um yeah allow ourselves to flow in a new way it's like less free flow it's less um you know just like rapid flow it's more just like a steady strong current through you know, the structure that we, we build. And I've been in the last, um, in particular, the last two years, really focusing on that for Saucy Gathering. Like, how can I really allow this to function out in the world with a team, with other people coming to it? Like, I would experiment for a while with um, different formations of teams or collaborations. And it was very difficult because I hadn't quite laid down the structure and form yet that was you know the blueprint for others then to come meet it was like nearly allowed too many hands to take part in the the making of it and then it kind of started to feel like it was getting taken in different directions and not um in the true vision that I knew was meant to be carried out so it takes time it's not to be rushed but just to acknowledge when we're going through these transitions and collectively we are for sure going through a major transition right now into the unknown we haven't settled into you know the quote-unquote new normal yet there's things still erupting and shape-shifting and um rising up into our consciousness and um you know the world is likely not going to ever look the same and i mean it never was but right now it feels like some really strong shifts and changes are taking place and so um we are in this major transition and perhaps in your own life you're in a personal transition we're of course all processing things in a very unique different way like whereas many people in the world you know this was the first time that they're slowing down and maybe um you know are stuck at home and they they're you know with their family more or they are um yeah, rethinking their whole life and maybe waking up to a lot of things. This time for myself personally has been like very different to that. Like one, my life in many ways doesn't look that different. <laughs> I've always been at home, so has my partner. Um, we've spent more time on our land and growing and, and just 
experimenting with cooking and making things, which has been really fun. And I'm enjoying these very sweet, um, special moments as a family, like with our son. It's just, yeah, I'm so grateful for this time. But in many ways, as this shift took place and I, I realized I had to postpone and leave all kind of in-person events for the foreseeable future, in many ways, I felt this big relief, like, wow, I get to actually put all my energy and attention to the online space and really like building Soul Sea Gathering, um, it, you know, all the parts of it that I, I know are meant to be sort of fulfilled, all the research that's meant to be brought online, all of our interviews and just um, all the work we've been doing for, well, myself for seven years and with Soul Sea Gathering, like four or five years. Um, and so, yeah, as this lockdown quarantine, um, took hold, I just felt myself being called into greater action. I felt myself being ignited, like, oh, this is my time actually now, you know, in the past I've been, um, pretty laid back in the flow of things, like, um, you know, just working each day towards what I want to create and just allowing for things to take its own pace and timing. But yeah, through this time, I just felt like this mm, urgency, nearly this necessity now. Okay, now is the time to fully show up. You've taken this longer road. Um, I've, you know, not been in a rush. I've been really processing in a deep way and healing and, and learning so much about myself and also the collective and um, of course through the historical lens which you've heard me talk about in previous episodes um, and now yeah this is the time to bring this out this is the time to invite people into this work to discover more and and then of course with this recent um, uprising of Black Lives Matter even more so I'm like <laughs> This is what I'm like, I'm not in any shock. I'm not in any like um, overwhelm or I don't know, N no discomfort or level of uh, learning is, is feeling that new to me because I've been in this journey for quite some time. And so, again, I just feel called to show up and be of service in a deeper way. I'm finding the courage to try and speak to things that I felt um fear around as well like not wanting to offend people and this is <laughs> i've touched a little bit on in this podcast also but you know to look into the history and really understand what take place it helps us get to the root of the problems and i really see it as necessary right now like we can't stop like of course black lives matter indigenous lives matter like the earth matters we all matter of course but like we need to wake up to you know our African brothers and sisters of descent and indigenous people all around the world it's like these earth-based people that have not been part of our world view of our media of our history classes of our way of understanding progression and technology the way we've um, talked about science and you know moved into this very um, I grew up again with this very intellectual kind of rational mindset and you know mm, nothing woo woo or nothing weird and um, 
kind of just seeing uh, this, I don't know, religion and like being kind of outdated and not really having connected to spirituality until I was in my 20s and and then waking up to this whole world and, and specifically through um, the indigenous peoples I've been able to hold like share space with like realizing the depth and the power and the beauty of um, the spirit world of nature of you know the more than human world and realizing the the need for that in our consciousness the need to honor this way of life that is rooted upon the earth and how much we have to learn from indigenous native people um, and step outside of the intense colonized mind that we've been you know schooled in conditioned in ingrained to see things in certain ways to expand that open and um, to keep deepening, keep deepening. It's like, again, the name of this podcast, the Deeper Current Podcast, is like not being afraid to enter into the depths of knowing, of experience. And, you know, we have all these phrases um, that block us in the English language, like don't go off the deep end, uh, don't lose yourself. It's like, <laughs> and when I really sit down to think about it, like, the most um, beautiful, wise people I've been able to sit with, again, many indigenous elders, they're nothing but deep. <laughs> There's no superficiality. There's no, like, chit-chat. There's no... Um, you know, just talking to pass the time. In fact, there's, you know, many tribes and groups of people that are, like, mainly silent. Well, only speak if it's really needed. And then when they're telling their stories and their myths and their, like, um, understanding of the astro plane and, um, and the spirit world, it's so in-depth it's it has so many layers to it you understand you just kind of awaken to this whole layers of reality that we are just numb to we're just distracted out of that we are just you know trained to just be on the surface and this blocks us and makes us feel disconnected and um, allows us to keep acting in these really um destructive ways you know just like constantly buying stuff constantly um cutting down trees constantly you know just mine 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 take 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 not really looking at the ripple effect of our actions and our choices and the way we walk upon the earth and like in many of us in the modern world it's just been out of sight out of mind it's very painful to even look at indigenous people i've realized for a lot of people because it's like you have to wake up to what you've been part of the destruction we have been part of and um i saw a friend recently post like she was seeing uh, these people marching for um i think anti like slavery or like forced labor that goes on you know to this day across the world they say there's more slavery than in quote-unquote colonial times today and this is something that's hardly spoken about in media hardly spoken about as like you know a really um important agenda to look at across the world um but she was noticing that this protest um the kind of clothing people were wearing and was just thinking to herself 
have anyone asked like where their clothing was made <laughs> it's like protesting anti-slavery um, and forced labor and then wearing clothes from sweatshops and you know this is the kind of level we need to get to at this time where it's like i'm sorry we it's no longer can we just buy into you know these companies these these this destructive um, industries we need to understand and be um, care enough about black lives of indigenous lives to question where is this from who like how are the people being treated how is the earth being treated in the creation of this and that kind of radical like self accountability I think it's so important and um, it's a huge, I think, um, shift in mindset for with money. Again, it's like not always like looking for the cheapest deal or the bargain because it's questioning maybe if this is cheap, where is the where is that money being taken from, which people weren't paid well? How is the earth being, you know, indiscriminately destroyed there's not a good regenerative system in place to make sure um that you know this product has a um it's has less lesser impact or in fact it can have a positive impact if it's part of a ecosystem of support and regeneration but um, of course that costs more when you really do those things right you really care about your supply chains. You really care about all the people who are part of the creation of a product. Um, and so we have to shift maybe also then our mindset of uh, what we invest into and maybe not buy as much but choose wisely and really cherish the things then that we buy. It's, again, this radical self-accountability, um, paying attention to our own part and... Um, I often speak in this podcast and with the Women Change World materials in general, it's like we need to look at how we're also being an entrepreneur, being a creator, being an employee, being uh, someone who works in this world because the how is just as important as the why and the what. And I uh, strongly stand against the statement, the means justifies the ends. And I've heard that in this, you know, quote-unquote conscious um activist spiritual like trying to do good in the world spaces like uh, we can get lost in the journey of it and actually forget what it was all about and actually be adding more destruction and more harm so we need to be like also responsible for the how and not like using these same games of manipulation and um, I don't know, creating this whole aura, just how can we just be ourselves and share from the heart and also um, own the value of things. So we are in right exchange. And so this is all part of this journey. And again, why I'm excited to bring out this journey, Good Money Flows, um, beginning at the end of August for um, three months to journey into our relationship with money on all levels like you know how do we spend how do we like how do we save how do we invest how do we earn how do we you know work with the flow of energy to move in the right directions and really take 
responsibility for our part in that uh, financial ecosystem. I think it's going to be a really powerful journey and one I'm really excited to kind of anchor into more strongly myself, really show up for. Uh, like the just when I gave one workshop on money uh, like a year and a half ago, maybe two years close to two years ago now, um, just the power of that workshop, I was like vibrating because it felt like speaking about money in ways that people also avoid and you know, we could talk about abundance mindset or, um, yeah, doing good with money or, I don't know, we can talk about money in many uh, different sort of directions, but kind of to bring it together in this holistic worldview to also understand the huge imbalances um, created through the system <laughs> and in that we can't just say abundance mindset for all, like, there is um, only a certain level of resources on this planet and the system, again, is geared towards um, a few and many people are losing out on it and are constantly in this hamster wheel. You know, the amount of us that have been in debt and are just trying to keep up with that next payment and it's just like this constant cycle where we don't get to step out of it to live the life the way we truly want to live, to make the decisions we really want to make. We're just in this constant uh, rat race, you know, the golden handcuffs with like <laughs> attached to the system, even though it's not even serving us. So how to fully understand it, to break free, to finally rise out of debt, to finally shift all of these things by not being in denial of any part of it. We need to take it all in and really recognize it and then you know claim our power back start feeling good about the money that we're spending feeling really good about the money that we're saving and just the way we're allowing you know money to flow in our life so super excited for that I'm going to work a little bit more on my personal website on that offering page. But if you're interested, please just pop me an email and let me know. Um, yeah, I'm super excited to be on that journey and also meet you who are called to it because we always are co-creating and we're always adding to, I mean, the spaces that I try and create are ones where it invites all to be, you know, active parts of it you know even the soul sea gathering it's like you have the opportunity to be part of the lineup you know an equal member as another guest someone else invited to you know maybe give a talk or had something very special to the theme of that gathering but you are just as worthy you're not just a passive participant receiving you're an active part of giving and offering to the space and then learning also what it means to take responsibility for that you know it's beautiful because it creates this kind of community feeling and just yeah the feedback I've had and you know from the spaces themselves just being so amazed the kind of um, women that came together for it and then just this sense of cooperation and and um, respect for one another has been so wonderful to be a part of and I'm really this is another part of the how you know like really questioning the how we do things and not being afraid to do differently 
typical retreat you have a you know one leader that you kind of follow same with the training you may have several teachers um with the festival you know you have a lineup and you are you know separate to that because you're the guest and so interesting to to experiment with community models in these smaller experiences courses and events but uh so far the experiment has just been such a success it's like realizing that we are all worthy and like have something to share i saw this with circles week in week out like what we all have um to speak to to share is so valuable and so knowing that as well wherever you are in the world if you need that reminder however you translate um you know these big topics like black lives matter these big movements um however you translate it into your unique work your creation um whatever it is you know being a mother being a nurse being a cleaner being a chef being a teacher being um you know just a sister being a friend being in the community or being an entrepreneur or you know anything <laughs> your unique way of translating that and showing up in those spaces in the way only you can like we need that i really do see us as all pieces of this greater puzzle and we get to learn something from everyone and of course not everyone is meant to be our, in our lives like as close confidants or friends or allies or co-workers or so on that's been a, a you know a, a big lesson learning curve for me to learn because I just naturally want to see the good in everyone and I draw those like people close to me but then realizing okay not everyone is meant to be on the same journey um, we go in and out and you know also sometimes we're just there to learn from one another for a short while but uh, even the people I've been triggered by or felt an aversion to or not uh, people I want to be around there's still always a gift there's always still something to learn from that person and living in that way has been so um wonderful it's just really helped me navigate this life journey and appreciate the gifts of each person um and yeah this is it's also part of i think activism of a radical shift because we've been trained to to understand a hierarchy in in life um between people and this is why i'm so drawn to the like unschooling movement and i'm going to link a video below of a woman a mother who just gives her five i think her five main points for unschooling and it was so touching to watch and to take in and also emotional because she speaks about i mean it makes so much sense when you watch it because i think at first you're a bit like unschooling like what does that mean um but just to understand how much shame is embedded within the schooling system and how like to actually invite children to learn from curiosity and to like not be wrong in their decisions and their choices to actually be guided by their own interests is so powerful <laughs> um I just think back to some of my experiences at school and you know I was relatively good at school um but I still had these very um strong moments in my memory of being shamed I remember 
just, yeah, really being interested in history, studying history. And then we did these like standardized testing um, when I was like 12 or 13. And then, you know, they kind of give you your predictor for the next years of how you're going to do. And I remember history teacher, um, she was still like kind of basing, I think, her interpretation from these scores. And I remember she would like say to me, oh, you're, you're not like going to get anything higher than a C. And she actually kept repeating that and was very much like, um, very like, I don't know, it was a lot of shame involved and just kind of like, you're not going to surmount much this kind of mentality. And I definitely have this rebellious spirit in myself and I just um, decided to treat studying and, and learning like a little bit like a game and I would really dedicate myself to studying for exams and I ended up for history in her class getting um, like an A star and it was like the highest, I remember it was like the highest score in the country in in Wales, which is a small country, but uh, I remember them coming to tell me like, wow, you made it into you you made the top, you won this special certificate. And my teacher, I still remember her shock and the way she suddenly was like, changed her attitude towards me and the whole thing just, uh, just seemed so ridiculous. I, and I, many other moments in school where, you know, you just feel, oh, I'm not good at this subject or I'm not, I don't know, I'm not as good as others in this subject. And, and the truth is we can have just different ways of learning and getting to things. Like I never used to think I was good at math. And then um, it took just one teacher to help show like I had a different way of learning. And and then very quickly I was like, again, in the sort of top class for math. And I was like, I did really well all the way to the end of school in math. <laughs> um, but I still had that imprint in me of not being good at math or being clever. But, you know, <laughs> by the end, I was also getting like A's. So it's like, it's bizarre um, how it messes with your psyche. And um, I had this, I loved English, especially English literature. And I had one teacher who really believed in me. He like, I mean, he said the most beautiful things and he really saw all this potential and I don't know he, it was really um, such a gift to receive his words and his encouragement I remember going to him also when I was um, you know going through a really emotional thing with friends and um, he became like you know a really beautiful support and uh, I still remember my friend turning 18 and she had this um, 18th birthday party out at this bar and she thought it was funny to invite some of the teachers. And so some of the, uh, a few teachers showed up and they were really drunk. And my English teacher was one of them. Uh, at this point, I was no longer in his class. I was 18. But um, I remember him like coming over and he's like, oh, let me go get you a drink. And still to this day, I can't drink. <laughs> the thought of drinking a martini makes me shudder. Because um, I think this is the one and only time <laughs> I'd tried a martini, but he bought me a martini and and then he just turned to me and started declaring his love for me and told me he'd been in love with me since the day <laughs> I entered into his class, which I was age 12. Um, and so this moment just like 
broke me. I just remember being so, like, confused. I just remember standing there in shock and not knowing even how to respond. To make it worse, he had just had a baby with another teacher in the school. And the whole thing, I just, just suddenly made all of his belief in me and encouragement and everything that had come before made it just feel like a lie. And I just lost a lot of trust in men at that point like male to this day I I don't really like going to see any male healers or male teachers I don't know I just gravitate to women um because it feels safer I've had other experiences um not just him with male healers and people where I've seen sides of them and just not enjoyed the way I was looked at and just didn't feel safe you know someone you're meant to be going to to hold safe space um, for healing um, or for learning. Um, and then to see that is really, um, yeah, it, well, it just takes away that feeling of safety. And so I lost a lot of trust in male mentors and, and teachers through that. Um, and, you know, I did really well in high school to the point where I got into a really good university, college, but then decided like all I was really wanted to do was travel. And as soon as I traveled, um, I woke up to the lie that I'd been kind of conditioned by the fact that if the only intelligent, successful people go to university, I felt this was very ingrained in my psyche. Like if you don't go to university, you're not going to amount to anything, you know, um, you might as well just get, <laughs> you know, a job, any job, and just know that that's going to be you for the rest of your life. Um, and it wasn't until I was traveling and meeting people all different ages and um, some of the most interesting, intelligent people I would meet um, had never gone to university and they just had the most interesting lives, different careers, different um, paths they've walked and just the most interesting conversations were like um, tended to be like lifelong learners and I could start to sense the people who had been to university um, and you know like deep into schooling had really built an aversion to learning by themselves um, did not want to like do you know a course or an experience and or maybe you know avidly read books on a topic like they were more um, in general like uh, just you know learn what you had to learn and then like okay I'm just going to go and live my life now I'm so sick of um, academia and learning and schooling which is fascinating um to think right like what are we missing out on through this system um and I have to say like traveling really ruined me for academia because by the time I got to university I just struggled I could no longer play that game um I was no longer I mean I was really good in class I could write essays I could show up and you know I loved debates I loved discussing there was lots of things I loved learning um, but when it came to exams, I like just couldn't bring any part of myself to just memorize and learn off by heart, like to play the game, basically. And so I struggled and I really just 
try to get through university I was so relieved um, when I finally finished I I mean I actually tried to leave um, after my first year I just was not going well I was not enjoying my degree and um, I had to like redo a couple of modules and it just felt so demoralizing I was like I hate this <laughs> this thing and I'd started to experience the world of work again I mean I've been working since I was age 14 but I started to get work experience and and jobs in different um sort of companies and um places and I just realized I was really good <laughs> like practically um in a workspace and just kind of coming up with ideas and being part of teams and just um getting stuff done but <laughs> I yeah I just so I just thought maybe I'll just go into that and then just let go of university but in the end I stuck with it knowing that um, I was in this, you know, prestigious school. It was good to just get that degree, just to say I have it. And um, so I stuck it out, but it was very um, intense. And I definitely felt demoralized by learning and academia by the end. I mean, it was kind of cool because I could open up my degree. And in the end, like after fighting for a long time, because they were very traditional schools so you kind of had to stick with a degree that you came in with and they didn't want me to change they didn't want that to be an option but then in the end I was like in an interesting transition where the department I was part of was actually kind of um shape-shifting and becoming several departments or it's kind of like disbanding and so they allowed me to suddenly just study whatever modules I want and create my own degree which was cool <laughs> so but it also brought different challenges but for my mind that just wanted to learn it was really awesome and grateful for that um I think that sparked still enough that curiosity to learn and not care so much about the final exam or the degree or like what that like you know looks like or represents which in general were trained through school and university I think to just pass the exams to get the grades to look like you know you've succeeded rather than actually like deepening your knowledge in a topic being curious and exploring different layers of it and seeing it from different angles if it's not part of the curriculum or part of what you'll get tested in it's kind of discarded and that's such a shame right in our education system it's like really um lacking and of course there's many alternative ways of school and it's amazing to see and learn also as we start to raise a child like what is like available to us but this radical concept of unschooling is like powerful like uh, radically shifting our mindset that people are uh, naturally lazy and need to be forced into things and in fact when you allow people to discover and explore their interests and then to go deeper like I think you have one example and I'm meeting them in real life you know right now like young children um, young adults who are like uh, self-learners and they are like so passionate they go so deep they're so intelligent I don't know what I'm witnessing is that it's really actually um, a powerful way to to teach and to learn and to allow for children to become adults and to think for themselves. 
And I think this is the the hook, this is the anchor um, with everything that's going on now. And as adults, we have to do a lot of unschooling at this time, unlearning, unraveling the things that we've been taught, told um, as like, you know, true or as important. This value system we've given to different types of knowledge and um, this way of seeing the world. I think we radically need to unlearn a lot of this stuff to create the world that like will really benefit us all. And it is possible. Um, all the people I find who say it's not possible, that it's utopia and, you know, fantasy and all those things are very much stuck within this system and this way of thinking um, that's been, you know, ingrained. And it's not until you blast that open and, you know, you maybe experience deep states of consciousness through meditation, through breath work, through plant medicine, whatever it may be, you realize there's so much more going on to reality and life and um, what is possible and what has been that it, it becomes this um, exciting exploration. And again, tapping into that infinite well of possibility and creating and bringing things into material form. This is what we get to do as humans. And it's so fun. But if we are grasping at the ideas of success, you know, I, I spoke at the beginning about these different seasons we move into. And um, there's also this tendency with our society that is so focused on success, so focused on, you know, earning a lot of money, being known for something, um, fame, influence, that you actually don't take the deeper, longer journey of creating something um, unique and true to you. You actually try and skip past that and you force and fake and steal um, and copy uh, an idea or concept, whatever's trendy and um, fashion that into your business and then you become the leader of it and you become the voice of it and you become seen for it and um, that's where you can like, you know, sort of create your own like superficial success and I can say firsthand the people I know who I've like witnessed doing those kind of things, you can just very... Um, very much feel that they are never fulfilled because it's not fulfilling and you're constantly just um you know like trying to feed that and you're not never going to get there you're never going to get to that full feeling of um achieving because part of you know even if the whole world has bought it you know those are the saddest saddest cases of people who have power and success and money and fame and all those things but they feel so hollow inside um because there are no shortcuts you know to really live a whole embodied um i think truly successful life of depth and of meaning and uh, creation you have to take that journey of into the unknown, you know, moving into the discomfort, really channeling ideas, like coming into this creative space, entering to a place where, wow, this is uncharted territory. I've never seen anyone do this in this way. Wow, let me try and see if it works. You'd be into experiment and test and eventually you realize this is something. I get to, you know, put my face behind it, my voice, I get to be 
known for this thing in any, you know, big or small way. Uh, it could just be in our, you know, private circle, in our family, in our community. But um, it's still a vulnerability to really stand behind something that's not yet proven or, you know, it's come from a deep well within. So you don't really know still, like... I can like I can tell myself all the time like how important soul gathering is and the work that I'm doing, but there's still this process of like questioning constantly. Like, am I just making stuff up? Like, what is going on? Like, is this really worth? You know, is this something? And this is because it's coming from this space of creation and unknown, and it's uncertain. There's no guarantees. Um, but also it's so exciting and I getting just now to see it come more and more into like solid form and start to attract, you know, volunteers and then um, it will, you know, soon be funding and actual employment. <laughs> um, it's just such a wonder, like what a cool thing <sighs> to come from a space of not having existed and, you know, from a place of just like, let me see if this wild idea could work let me see if all these pieces and visions and and dreams could come into place and then to live that is like so cool but again it takes time and so you know patience is our friend surrender is our friend doesn't mean being passive <laughs> just like not doing anything we're constantly being asked to rise to the occasion we're constantly being called to show up, to get out of our comfort zone, you know, you feel that nudge, okay, I can't rest here any longer, I mean, I felt that with circles, you know, it's like time to get out of my nest, my comfortable space that I've created, the place that I know, that, you know, that I can hold really well and um, really show up for, like, okay, what is the next part of my journey, and knowing that that you know, that experience of holding space is not lost. It just gets shape-shifted into this new um, form. And so, yeah, once again, this is just the ride that we get to be on in life. And um, I think it's a really important topic to consider um, where we want to unlearn and unschool and come back into our, you know, true creative potential um, and our free thinking mind to not follow anyone absolutely, you know, many valuable voices in any given movement. But um, when you question and you, you stay um, alert and awake, you will always find, you know, good and bad and everything in between. And so we have to just be able to listen to ourselves, to question, to stay true and take the pieces that work for us and then allow the other pieces that don't quite resonate or feel like they're missing something. Um, trust that also, you know, be these young children again that are guided by our own sense of curiosity and what's right and true. You know, kids are amazing in their truth telling, <laughs> in their just way of, you know, unless it gets conditioned out of them and they're forced, um, to conform, to fit within our neat, tidy boxes of what we believe is acceptable. And um, 
and good and allow them to be just exactly who they are. Um, it's so powerful and to give ourselves that gift also at any given time on our life's journey, however old we are, setting ourselves free from, you know, all the heavy expectations and shoulds, which I still like, it's probably the thing I come up against the most, um, with clients and people I'm working with and then within myself still also, you know, these ideas we have of what we should do, what would make us accepted, what makes us good. Um, it feels very heavy. This is actually the biggest block to entering into flow, to creating something from a deep well, from um, just following our hearts, following our soul, um, following our true and deep passion um, and allowing that to you know, unfold. It's usually the shoulds and expectations and the conditioning of the way we're meant to do things, the way something's meant to look, the way a journey is meant to uh, unfold, like compared to someone else's. Um, knowing that people will only ever share pieces of their own journey, so we can't really look to anyone else's path and really questioning like I pretty much have an aversion <laughs> to any should um you should really read this or you should really listen to this person or you should really do this and it's kind of like ah uh, I feel called to listen to a person I feel called to read a book and I don't feel called to read this book and I don't feel at this time called to listen to this person and letting that be okay you know, um, again, it's like trusting, this is part of trusting our own unique journey and blueprint and way of seeing and walking through the world that only we can know. We have to like let go of all of that heaviness, all of these shackles and ties and really pay attention to the people in our life who feel the need to tell us those things, like just letting it go and connecting again and again to our intuition and it's without a doubt the times that I go against that that I end up coming away from myself and you know this need to look good or to be good or to fit in or be approved it really robs us all the time of being our true wonderful selves and just knowing again for every given movement change the thing that we need to see happen in the world you know this project women change world this is all about being guided to our unique way of being part of that and so this project has never been about telling you what you should be doing um, how to show up how to be an ally how to do good things you know it's more of a process of questioning of philosophy of exploration for you to also think on your own terms and to take what also works for you and what doesn't um i do not want to be any kind of leader or teacher or guide which um, people just follow without questioning or just um just follow no matter what i think it's very important that we we all think for ourselves and so i hope you take take that away um from this work and you know and you know while everyone is caught up 
maybe in the latest movement, in the latest uh, media sensation, in the latest um, thing, while there are many people who are meant to show up for that in the moment, while there are many people who are meant to wake up and learn and grow from what is taking place in the here and now and what the collective is kind of tapping into, there are equally important people who are meant to be going off on their very different path. People who are meant to be shutting out the world, media, um, not taking in the collective bubble and noise and creating something unique and deep and true. We need as many people fighting and showing up and on the ground and, you know, on the front lines. We need those people and we equally need others who are already, you know, maybe experiencing the world we want to move into so, because we can lose ourselves in movements. We can forget what we're fighting for. I was speaking to a friend this morning about, you know, witnessing the amount of people getting into the environmental movement in the last couple of years and, you know, all these protests that have been um, rising up, bringing awareness to climate change and all the, um, you know, things going on across the planet, um, plastic in the oceans and, you know, deforestation and all those things. Um, there's also many people who are not they're just protesting they're just fighting they're just trying to waken people up but they're not actually part of the solution we need equally the people who are already working on the solutions people who are you know in regenerative farming in you know these incredible technologies that like extract the plastics or the oil or whatever it is from the ocean um and sometimes you know geniuses on different levels um creators need to go off and take time to hibernate um to work deeper you know <laughs> um again with this podcast name deeper current it's like remembering that um at times we're meant to go off and be in our bubble and create something from that deep well and shut out all the noise all the influence um, disconnect so that we can really connect and build something true and unique and wonderful and we need those people right because if everyone is just involved in the noise if everyone is involved in the moment um, those deeper bigger you know possibilities for change of creation of invention of um, art of, of music of anything that is like meant to add to this collective evolution we'll be missing out on so again that's a reminder because I think we can feel shamed or um, need like you know required to like show up in one certain way we're kind of being asked to do that and maybe we're meant to maybe we are meant to get uncomfortable and show up and and learn about something in a new way or maybe we're meant to um, take the time to do something different only we can know this is our own journey and i hope that just offers you that support wherever you are on your journey whatever um place you're in allowing for that to just be um and trusting yourself more than anything don't allow anyone or anything to take away that trust in yourself in your knowing 
intuition is an ongoing, um, you know, practice to tap into, to really know, to feel the difference between what our mind thinks we should do and what our heart and soul and body really is calling us to. And again, we could be sometimes do that deeper work, you know, to go off and do the longer road. We don't get the immediate applause. We maybe don't get the immediate gratification on social media. No one is really seeing what we're doing. Um, and so it, it's a little bit more humbling um, and a little bit harder, especially in this age where we can be a little bit addicted to that likes and follows and um, gratification through um, the online realm. So just know again that your journey is not going to look like anyone else's. I um, truly honored at this time to be working one-on-one -on -one with with some of you. So if you feel called to that, um, again, don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, of course, you're always welcome to join us within the Soul Seed House, our place of uh, deep feminine, earth-based discovery, exploration and connection and just... Um, I'm just constantly amazed at what is unfolding and uh, being part of this community building is really exciting at this time and really connected to deeper rooted change. Um, so if you feel called to that space, I invite you there. And yeah, I look forward to connecting with more of you. Again, if you have any topic or if you have any questions, anything you would like me to explore in this podcast, please don't hesitate to reach out. I love this kind of back and forth conversation um, feeling. And thank you for listening. I'm sending so much love to wherever you are in the world. Until next week. <laughs>